0: And Phil uh, Hammond, who has written a couple books, along with uh, Sandy Hammond, on the Gitche Manitou. Now, do well, you have, what, two books out on this? Ah, uh, yes, we have two books. Well, tell us a little bit about them. And what if, you know, for the person right now that says Gitchy Manitou... Um, uh,
1: it's about, uh, Gichi Manitou is probably about... Nine to ten miles straight east of Sioux Falls, South Dakota.
0: And a lot of people back in that time I know I graduated in 65 so that, that was a place where people would go and party.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Now give us the thumb scale uh, thumbnail sketch I guess of what Get you is all about.
1: Uh, you mean the books the, the, the theme of the book or
0: what, what's the main story?
1: The main story is, what happened that night, and the lone survivor's struggles following that night.
0: Well, tell us what, uh, what happened that night.
1: Well, you know, you had a group of kids. Um, I'm still a high school teacher down here in Iowa, so I tell the high school kids, you know, back in the you know, early 70s like that, you know, we just couldn't pop in a CD and watch a movie. You know, we didn't have computers. So a lot of times kids got together, and that's what this group of kids did. Uh, they, they got together, they grabbed a guitar, and they decided to go out to get you Manitou, uh, build a fire and, you know, just spend an evening for a couple hours talking, playing the guitar, and hanging out. Where were they from? Pardon? Where were they from? Sioux Falls. They were all Sioux Falls kids.
0: And how many total were there then?
1: Okay, you had four boys that got murdered, and then, of course, Sandra Chesky, who was a lone survivor.
0: Well, tell us, how how did, how did the murders occur?
1: Well, you know, the kids were sitting around the campfire. They'd, uh, they'd gotten there probably about 10 o'clock that evening, so I think they'd only been there about 40 minutes. You know, the time frames, they don't know exactly, but just based on Sandra's, uh, you know, witness testimony, I think they'd been there about 40 minutes, and they started hearing a lot of noises, you know, twigs snapping, leaves crunching. Well, you know, afterwards, we know that it was one of the killers sneaking up on them, spying on them, but the kids didn't know what it was. They were getting spooked. It was a real foggy and, um, you know, they just were kind of trying to brush it off like it was animals so that they, you know, could hang out there. And uh, then they saw some shadowy figures appear on a ledge, and Roger S. and one of the teenagers, stood up and asked, you know, who do you want, what do you want? And a shotgun went off, and Roger fell to the ground, and then more shooting, and a, a lot of chaos ensued from there, okay?
0: Well, how did they catch the guy that did the shooting? Pardon? How did they catch the guy that, uh, that did the shooting?
1: Well, you know, the shooting starts. Um, one of the kids is killed outright right there by the fire. One is severely wounded. You know, the other kids uh, scampered off and tried to hide in the trees. Well, you know, she hit, they she hid in the trees. Actually, you know, uh, I knew all the kids. One of my best friends was murdered out there that night, Mike, Mike Hadrath. He was 15 years old at the time, and I was 15 when this occurred. And... uh Sandra, uh, Mike Ashley was kind of a hero that night. He grabbed Sandra, and when the shooting started, and he pulled her back behind the trees. And that's where they're hiding, and they don't know what's going on. They can see the assailants moving around the campfire, and, you know, it's just a real spooky situation for them.
0: Kind of like in the, in the movies almost.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just something right out of a horror movie. And so then these kids are hiding. Uh, Dana Beatty, uh, Stuart... Stuart senior from our high school, Sioux Falls, Washington, and Dana was his little brother, a Patrick Henry Middle School student, and he's, he, Dana went off and was hiding in a spot, and Sandra and Mike were hiding together, and they could see the assailants moving about. They were petrified. They didn't know what to do, and then, of course, these assailants were not only ruthless, but they were sneaky. They started yelling to the kids, or well, the police, come out with your hands up. Uh, this is a raid. for the cops, come out with your hands up. And, of course, they fooled these kids, and they came out of hiding with their hands
0: up. Well, who were the assailants?
1: Well, it turns out to be three brothers, okay, all convicted felons. They actually had gone out to get humanity that night to poach a deer. And so they had their shotguns were loaded with double out buckshot. So you can imagine how those kids were were fired up and shot up. It was, you know, pretty pretty harsh scene. And so they had gone out there to poach a deer. They happened to hear the kids talking. They heard... You know, the guitar playing, and then, of course, then the night turned into a night of uh, sexual assault and murder.
0: How did, they, how did they catch them, though? Pardon? How did they catch the assailants?
1: Well, you know, they, what happened was when the kids came out, my best friend was walking with his hands up next to Sandra Chesky, and as they approached the assailants, My friend said, if you're police, why do you need to shoot at us? And one one of the assailants shot him to the ground again, wounded him severely in the arm and the shoulder, and he drops to the ground, and Sandra Chesky drops down. Although she's not hit, she drops down and tries to play dead to save herself. But, of course, that doesn't work. The kids are kicked and made to get up, and then they're rounded up. Uh, Sandra's eventually taken away for a sexual assault, and the other boys are executed out at the park.
0: Yeah, but how did they catch the people that were doing the shooting?
1: How did they they didn't know who they were. No, what happened was it was a manhunt for these guys. You know, once Sandra once Sandra was taken away and raped, one of the assailants took her home that night about 5 o'clock in the morning. They kept her all night. And one of the assailants was supposed to finish her off and kill her out at this abandoned farm where she was taken to be raped. But he decides to take her home and drop her off at her house. And she the next morning she goes to the police department and tells the detectives, she was out at Getchumanitu, and she knows what happened. And of course, she wasn't believed. She became a suspect right away. She was read her rights. She was fingerprinted, and uh, it turned into a pretty, you know, horrible ordeal for her, you know, because she was she was telling the truth. And then, of course, uh, uh, a huge manhunt ensued. And nearly two weeks later, you know, the they're apprehended.
0: Well, who were they? Where were they from?
1: They were from Falls area actually they were they were three brothers Alan Fryer uh, he was twenty nine years old James Fryer who was twenty one and his brother middle brother David who was twenty four years old. They were from the Hartford area, a small town about you know about fifteen miles uh west of Sioux Falls. So if Kitchen Manitou is about ten miles east of Sioux Falls, these guys were from the Hartford area about the same distance west of Sioux Falls. And uh they were farm hands around the area. Uh, they were came from a big family, but they'd all been in a lot of trouble before. Convicted felons, not supposed to be in possession of any firearms, and uh, you know, it's just a, uh, you know, just one of those nights of horror that got out of hand.
0: Well, I was working at AM downtown at that time. I sent a report in the Associated Press, and uh, when it went over the teletype, underneath it had said, "Warning: gruesome content." Uh, this is yeah, Well, of course. This this yeah, is in the true. the encyclopedia of murders. I mean, the there is an encyclopedia of murders. This is in that, it's on Wikipedia. But you wrote two books about it. Uh, you and your wife wrote, right?
1: Yes, I uh, I teach English down here in, in a high school. I've been a high school teacher for thirty five years, and my wife is a is a writing specialist in, in the elementary school. And like I said, I had a personal connection. I've known Sandra Chesky, the lone survivor, since we've been teenagers. Now, for 40 years, this, uh, woman, Sandra Chesky, wouldn't share anything about what happened out at Gitche that night. She wouldn't give a, you know, newspaper, um, interviews on the, on the anniversary of the murders. She kept it all to herself. She kind of went into seclusion. And so there became a, there became a big, kind of a mystery surrounding this murder. A lot of, a lot of rumors. Who was this Sandra Chesky? What really happened out there? Uh. And, of course, the story, the legend just kind of kept growing bigger and bigger over the years. And then finally, Sandra Chesky uh, decides to open up and tell her life story.
0: I'm sure it was quite a bit of trauma. We know PTSD now uh, and that type of thing. She had to work out quite a few things to get to that point. Uh, tell us about your books and where can they get them?
1: Well, you know, the book, the first book is Gitchy Girl, and that was written... Through Sandra's eyes, through the eyes of the survivor, and of course that went to a number one national bestseller in its category in true crime. And then we, a couple years later, we wrote Gitchy Girl Uncovered. We didn't really have any intention on writing a second book, but when we went around the Midwest, you know, the crowds just kept getting bigger. And they wanted to know more. There kind of came up following with this uh, of this story, and people wanted to know more, more about the killers their childhood backgrounds, their family backgrounds, a little more on the investigation. And so we wrote a second book, Itchy Girl Uncovered, that kind of fills in a lot of the missing pieces. So that's why there was two books. We would never really had any intention of writing the second book until, you know, people know so much more. They just kept asking, wanting more and more. And, so, and that book also went to a bestseller in its, in its category, so...
0: Well, it's available on Amazon, I'm sure, and, and other book uh, locations.
1: And I guess uh, the listeners would want to know, it, it's a different presentation than the first one. We actually wrote the second book so that it can be read independently from the first book.